started meeting in September of 1983. So this September will be 40 year anniversary. How about that? And that when 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 we were when you in, invited me to come share, and I started walking through that, I went, my gosh, mm. what what started 40 years ago? Mm. Um, meeting in the basement. Keith came first. I, I it, it was intentional but it was also organic yeah, and I think right. discipleship right. groups really follow that model yeah. um, there was the organicness mm. that God was doing a work starting with Keith and who mentioned it to me and I said well ask Ken if it'd be okay if I came mm. and then Steve Moon yeah. says uh, another guy says ask Ken and then and yeah. then uh, the yeah. fourth guy right and and so as that began there was that organic, but then it became very intentional. Yeah, it it was, right. hey, I'll never forget. Matter of fact, I wrote it down here, but it's in the flyleaf of my Bible mm -hmm. that I, I bought. You said to us, a disciple is someone who believes and assists. Mm -hmm. And then you gave us four marks. Those four marks, still in my Bible, I wrote them down here. Accept, I've accepted Christ as my Savior. I follow his commandments, I tell others, and I deny myself. Mm. And what I, you know, we've learned a lot 40 years later. Mm. We probably both understand scripture mm. a lot better. No doubt. Um, but those, those principles still mm. apply. Mm. And that's what's exciting to me is yeah. how resolved that mm. setting was in development for yeah. us, yeah. all of us at yeah. that time. That's awesome. You know, that's funny. I don't even remember that. And you've actually written it down. You still have it. And, uh, you know, uh, so obviously, you know, our, our recollection of what that was like and what we uh, experienced there will be similar, but will also be some differences, yeah, you know. In yeah, fact, uh, you know, you were talking about uh, Val and, and I. We were, uh, we were just dating at the time. So, uh, so we hadn't even gotten married yet. And... Uh, uh, I remember they asked me if I would go down and uh, teach, and I wasn't even planning on being a pastor. I wasn't heading that direction. I was going to be a teacher and a coach, and and so uh, I agreed. And what I remember, Bill, is that I remember the Holy Spirit showed up, yeah. and we had revival. That's right. We do did. You remember that? I did. I did. And uh, lives got changed, yeah. and uh, people were confessing sin, and it, it was a powerful moment, wasn't it? It really was. And here's where I think, sometimes too you may not even know the rest of the story but that impact that took place in our lives started with us was also happening at another church in Loganville mm. and what what took place in the year of 1983-84 at Loganville High School was really a revival it became the norm to mm. see students witnessing to other students of thought now through social media to see how many people that we witness to mm. becoming Christ followers. Mm. It's unbelievable, it's exponential. Mm. And, and it started with, with a work of God's grace, mm. clearly in, in retreat settings, in a mm. couple of churches where God is moving, mm. the intentionality mm. to disciple people, mm. to, to help them grow. Val goes back to college. Uh, right back to University of West Georgia. Yeah. So the four guys you're pouring into yeah. take over the Wednesday night, or I'm mm. sorry, Thursday night Bible study that Val had started at the church. At, at yeah. the church. Yeah. And we'll be very honest with you, probably our <laughs> I mean, we might, we might, uh, 
um, go back and, and go, hmm, wish I had a chance to redo that Bible study, right? Yeah. But yeah. the fact that we were being intentional yes. to, to yeah. get the gospel out there, uh, yeah. that's that was the multiplication. Yeah. And it was really incredibly impactful. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, as as I as I kind of think back to that time, I, I remember I remember after that uh, that retreat and so many guys, some of you guys had had such a, a, a radical experience with the Lord. I just remember that the reason that I invited you guys in to that group, I had personally had never been discipled, didn't know much about discipleship. I had, you know, I had, I had grown up in, in a good church and a good Christian home, but hadn't really ever had that experience of discipleship or disciple making. And so, but I do remember, I just remember that first of all, is that we made a relational connection. And I think that goes back to your concept about, or your comment about, being organic but intentional so it was intentional but it also came out of the context of a relationship that got started because we'd invite everybody just the guys that were really connected relationally and I remember thinking to myself if I don't do something with these guys they'll just go back because I knew Val was going back to West Georgia and Mm -hmm. I was like they'll just go back to where they have been and they probably will just uh, continue to to experience what they've been experiencing so uh, it was intentional, and we were trying to make um, that what happened in that retreat uh, continue mm-hmm. in y'all's lives. Mm-hmm. What is so exciting to me, or, or one of the things about it to me, is when you fast forward the tape another 20, 30 years out from that retreat setting, mm-hmm. what I share with people all the time is that you and another guy end up as full-time ministry, full-time mm-hmm. pastors, uh, church planners. I mean, mm-hmm. just God's call on your life has used you. Uh, I wouldn't say it's because of that, but that group didn't hurt that. Yeah, God definitely used that to sow the seed to nurture and, and develop it. Absolutely. Yeah. Both both Steve and I felt yeah. that call during that time while we were there. Absolutely. And but both yeah. of us were 15 at the time. That's crazy. And it was like, you know, and and... You know, you get sometimes distracted at th- right. that age, still walking through. But right. for me, at 18, that circled back around. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I remember the Lord saying, that call I gave you at 15, I haven't relinquished. So, yeah. so we're both And so you two end up in full-time mm-hmm. ministry. Uh, another guy ends up as a church administrator for a while yep, and still right. very involved. Yep. Another guy ends up being an elder of one of the churches that our church, Crossroads, started. That's right. And then the only other guy that's probably not, really uh involved in church and right. and um kind of lost touch with his uh is the last person out of that group and then you know when you when you go back and and you think about how that group again had at least some part in those kinds of results down the road um boy it, it made me a believer it made me convinced that um that this is a investment of time that pays a huge dividend down the road right oh my gosh you, you challenged us. There was two things that, that, that come directly to remembrance. Here we go. 40 years ago, yeah. 15 years of age. Yeah. Um, and you've slept since then. And I... <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, you, you told us, you gave us the penny analogy. You want $100 a day for 30 days mm. or a penny a day, double it. Mm. You know, the penny a day doubling, you end up a millionaire after a month, right? Mm. And the context was, let's multiply what we do. Mm. 
the second thing you said to us, and, and I want to be very intentional in saying this because it just with impact with, with me, and, and so add the other five guys into the mix, and it goes even deeper, is that you said to us, as exciting as this is mm. for me, mm. my greatest thrill and joy will be when you're discipling four or five guys. Mm. That, that didn't leave us. Mm. So my brother and I, at 16 and 17, when my parents moved to Birmingham, we're 16 and 17 living in a house by ourselves. Mm. We're holding a discipleship group oh, in our that. house. I didn't even know that. Um, when I went to Northern Virginia to pastor Stafford Baptist Church and had a burden for church planting, because really discipling others is to disciple others, mm. and church, planting churches are to plant churches. Mm -hmm. um, the, the multitude of disciple making and church planting mm. that is reproduced into the sixth generation of church plants, mm. which is just disciple making, disciple making, mm. including going to Iceland, mm. began in the basement That's of your crazy. parents' home. Wow. Um, so that thought, disciples make disciples, my telling guys all the time, as thrilling as this is in investing mm. in you, mm when I see you investing in someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it, it, you, love your, you love your kids. Something special about that grandchild, mm -hmm. right? There's something mm -hmm. special about seeing that, mm -hmm. that, multi, that, that reproduction. Yeah. That's gold. That's gold right there, Bill. You know, it, it reminds me of uh, uh, another little analogy that I use, not original to me, but somebody said, you know, anybody can count the seeds in an apple, but nobody can count the apples in a seed. And, you know, I can count the guys in the basement and uh, I know how many guys were there but what God has done with that oh, yeah. uh, who knows right oh, yeah. people that we don't even know that will never know me maybe ever, never know you but they will they will come to know Jesus as a result of that that's right and that's ultimately why we do this right right so you know one of the things we want to do uh, Bill for our, our the people who join us on the podcast we always want to we always want to give them something that they can take away right mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, you and I, we could sit here and probably reminisce for a long time about yeah. our group, but there are some lessons that I think we learned from that. And uh, I, I, we spent a year together, or how, yeah, how long? Yeah, we were a full year together. Well, about a year, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. And so uh, after that, uh, that encounter, there's a few things as I look back on it, and again, a lot of years in retrospect, mm -hmm. but as I look at it, there's a few things that hit me. Uh, the first thing is, is you just got to start where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. That's right? And, uh, you know, if you wait till everything is perfect to have a child, you probably never will. Yep. If you wait for everything to be perfect before you make a disciple, it probably never it will. It probably won't happen. I think there's, there's a reality when I look back, um, passion fuels the purpose. Mm -hmm. And there was a passion that you had that said, Val's going back, I need to step in, right? Mm -hmm. And the door opened up. Um, the purpose that came out of that mm -hmm. began to take shape once we got going. And mm -hmm. I would I would absolutely say there, I, I remember, the, so the first church that I became lead pastor of was Lucerne Baptist Church over near Stone Mountain. Mm -hmm. And um, a church that wasn't too far from where you grew up. That's right. Um, and uh, one of the first things I did uh, it was like I knew I wanted to get some guys together. We didn't have a Sunday night service, which was very unusual for a Baptist church, yeah, especially yeah. in the in the 90s. Yeah. Um, 
is that um, I was just going, I was going through Henry Blackaby, experiencing God. I said, mm-hmm. gosh, I want to do this with some other guys. Mm-hmm. And Sunday night, you know, I had a couple guys that just started wanting to meet. Well, that next thing, you know, a year and a half later, you would have 45, 50 people mm-hmm. with six people trained and leading, right? It was having a passion to get others involved then shaped some of how the purpose came about. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, when people get stuck with, oh, I've got to have all these things lined up, mm-hmm. those things won't line up. You you, you just get going and God will, yeah. will, will move in and give greater direction once we get yeah. going, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, as I think back on it, I just remember the fact that, that you know, even though I had been a Christian for a long time, and even though I had been very involved in church, uh, I, I, I did not grow up in a disciple-making church. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had been partially trained, not fully trained. And so I, I didn't really know a whole lot about discipleship. I just knew that you guys needed to grow. I knew that Jesus had made disciples and that if it worked for him, it would work for y'all. Yeah. And I just... Uh, I just knew I had to do something, and so uh, so that just required starting yeah. and you know extending an invitation to you guys. Y'all were very hungry at the time, and uh, and so I think what a lot of maybe our listeners need to remember is that at some point um, you just have to start, you do. and you just have to invite some people in, and and don't wait till you got it all figured out. Don't wait till you totally understand it. Just Find out where God's at working and join Him. Right? That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, a second thing that I think is a good takeaway for people is to uh, just use what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a lot of, you know, 40 years later, uh, a lot of what I've experienced and stuff, we've now developed curriculum and resources. And some of that we might even be able to uh, show here on the screen, some of the resources that we use through Impact Ministries now uh, for helping people uh, lead groups and, and teach people some things they need to know mm-hmm. about discipleship. Yep. But uh, back in the day, uh, I remember uh, we didn't have a we didn't have a curriculum. We didn't have any resources or any guide or anything like that. And uh, we didn't even have we didn't have a building. We didn't have a budget. Right. Uh, we just had a bunch of guys. Yeah. <laughs> we had a room. And we had a Bible. Yeah. That's and we, had we a did. Bible. That's right. And so. You know, uh, we would meet in the basement, if I remember it correctly. Uh, I would say, tell me about your walk with God. Tell me who you're impacting. Tell me what God's doing in your life. Where do you need to be held accountable? I think we walked through the book of Colossians. I think we walked through the book of Philippians together. And um, we just uh, held each other accountable, loved each other, prayed for each other. And, uh, and, and, that, and that worked, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it's good to have all the resources, but ultimately... The Spirit of God, the Word of God, and the people of God yeah. is about all you need to start. It is. And and to be honest with you, we took that same model and we went to Iceland because that's what we had. Huh. We, we had God's Word. We didn't have a building. We didn't have really a budget. We, mm-hmm. we, we just had a hunger to be, and you gather around. And, and so mm-hmm. it went very much back to a lot of uh, uh, in-house mm-hmm. uh, Bible and just walking mm-hmm. with. Now, that... Would, we would see a church birthed out of that, right? Yeah. The, that has reproduced. Um, but but you start with what you have, and and I think I think there is a misconception that I've got to have all this stuff before mm-hmm. we start. You don't, mm-hmm. you That's know. Right. And and if you're intentional, 
you know, again, mm-hmm. what did we have? It was a, it was a desire, yeah. and and someone who was willing to bring those desires uh, to fruition for yeah. us. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, start where you are, use what you have, and then just do the best you can, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, when I think about that idea of doing the best you can, you know, so you know. If your if your heart's desire is to be obedient to the Great Commission and to help make a disciple, and you don't know necessarily, sometimes you don't you don't even know what to do or where to start. Um, God can use faithfulness and availability um, in a big time way in people's lives. And I remember that uh, even though I didn't probably feel equipped or even know everything that I needed to know, I do know this, is that uh, um, we kept showing up. We kept showing up week after week, and yeah. we kept, um, we kept, you know, really just sort of seeking the Lord and asking God to, to work and move, and I know that God honored that and used that, yeah, right? he did, he did. And so, uh, so, you know, what do you think about that idea of just doing the best that you can in terms of... It, that was our test. Listen, we talked about Philippians. We actually... We did. We, we tried to memorize it. Yeah, that yeah, was that right. was our deal. That's exactly right. We, we and and uh, we did. We didn't. None of us got to chapter four. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It was the fact that we were we were in it together. We yeah. were walking through. Um, part of what made makes disciple making real is vulnerability, mm. and that's what we had. We had a group of people who were willing. To, to share the highs, but also to be vulnerable mm-hmm. enough to share, here's mm-hmm. where I'm struggling, right? Yeah. And uh, because none of us were perfect, but we were, we were in a journey together. And that type of vulnerability led us to the kind of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it led us to growth that didn't just happen on Tuesday nights. Right. Because outside of what you were doing, it would continue for us, we would go to Taco Bell. Yeah. And we, we had dinner after mm-hmm. that time. Uh, we would, we would, share the gospel with one another to learn how to better effectively. Mm-hmm. And so it was this ongoing thing that what you were pouring in. Were we perfect? No. Right. But we did see progress. We right. saw at the end of one year guys different than what mm-hmm. had begun. Yeah. And when we got back to that to the beach a year later mm-hmm. and you were teaching again, mm-hmm. uh, you had at that time six guys who could stand up and give testimony yeah. Yeah. to the faithfulness of God. Yeah. And and that played out because that year at the retreat, mm-hmm. all of us, mm-hmm. all six of us guys, were actually at some point in time during that retreat sharing with other members of the youth group mm-hmm. and leading them. Yeah. And and that, we weren't perfect by any means. Yeah. But the fact that we had seen the kind of progress, that kind of intentionality yeah. shaped us dramatically. So it turned out well because you guys ended up just being used of God, I ended up getting a wife out of it, so that was a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, all kidding aside, man, as you think back over, you know, just uh, uh, that experience, and then maybe even some of your experiences. So, what's a what be the one takeaway? You get a chance to say something to our uh, to our listeners here. You know, what's your takeaway? Just you know, what discipleship has meant to you, and you know, just just a thought. There, I, I at fifty five. There's more years in the rear view than probably what's ahead. Um, I wear this because 
um, I had the privilege to invest in a young man when he was 22 and hire him and then send him out. And uh, a few weeks ago, blind his own plane, uh, crashed and went home to the Lord. Mm. His impact in the 20 years that I knew him was transformational in, in you know, the, the service with thousands of people and thousands mm. watching because mm. of the, we don't know the opportunity of someone we may get to impact and what their impact will be for others. Mm. And um, I would say just just recognize the privilege and joy it is, mm. the, the grace it is to be able to invest in others. And then uh, because you, sometimes we think our impact is minimal, mm. but the impact in someone that then impacts thousands of others. Mm. It's life-changing. That's good. good. What does your band say, Bill? Jesus, we love you. That Mm. was the way Clint Clifton always opened his Mm. prayer. Jesus, we love you. That's cool. And uh, uh, so um, it's a great, great word for us. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I uh, I appreciate you joining us and being with us here on this uh, episode. Thank you. You know, as I'm sitting here, uh, you know, talking about all these things, about how to get started uh, with uh, starting a discipleship group, I'm sitting here in the back of my mind realizing that just in a couple of days, this actually this weekend, uh, we're doing a disciple-making church seminar um, at uh, uh, First Baptist Church in Conyers, Georgia. And so uh, it is not too late for anybody that's listening to sign up and to be a part of this. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity uh, to help uh, not just that church, but people in that area uh, of Atlanta, if you want to learn more about how to how to lead a group, how to make a church uh, become a disciple-making church, uh, contact us at impactdisciples.com. You get all the information there about uh, this upcoming conference, and then uh, any other conferences that are being done uh, through Impact. You can check us out on that website, impactdisciples.com. We'll give you all the information on that and resources that have been developed uh, out of the last 40 Amen. years of. That's awesome really just continuing uh, this process that started in the basement uh, 40 something years ago. Uh, I'll leave you with this. One of the highlights for me, we do an annual uh, conference called the Disciple Making Summit. Mm -hmm. And the highlight for me this past January was that at this Disciple Making Summit, you and Steve Moon were both at that summit and you guys were both in the basement with me 40 years ago. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it just doesn't get any better than that. Amen. So uh, love you, man. Thank you for being a part of our podcast today. Thank you for joining us. And uh, again, contact us if you got any questions or we can help you in any way. Look forward to seeing you again next month.